Welcome to The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we are talking about parenting and choices for grade school education. All right, we are back here with the joyful Jesse Sanchez. I said I was going to do alliteration. That was good. There you go. <laughs> Still here. And the... Tenacious, terrific, tenacious, tenaciously like terrific. Oh, wow! But here's why. Here's why that word came to my mind. Because Tanya, you get after whatever you're setting your mind to. Like, right? It's true. I mean, we say we yeah. say at the elder table, if we need to get something done, we're giving it to Tanya. Tanya's going to get it done. Okay. It's true. But terrific as well. Okay. I love that. Uh, so <laughs> thankful to have you here with us today. We are talking about grade school education. Choice is a very mm. hot button topic yeah, it is. among Christian parents. Are it's we trying a, to get make, get people upset? Is that absolutely okay, that okay. we're pushing buttons <laughs> and you know every everything that we can. Adam you know, at oakhillbible.com is not Send a real emails. email. Is a thing. Yeah, so, it is <laughs> oakhillbible.org, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> we want to talk about the, this this idea of how do we choose? So here's a question today. How can Christian parents approach the education of their children entering grade school? That's the question. How can we approach it? So we're going to talk about, you yeah. know, we got to talk about how do you make the decision for homeschool? Yeah. Or do you make the decision for private school? Uh, you know, typically we're talking about private Christian education. Right. Do you make the decision for public school? Or, or maybe there's a, another option that's some kind of hybrid, mm-hmm. you know, co-op style dynamic but how do you make those decisions you know there there are a lot of things that are at play here <clears throat> you know we've we've heard parents say you know oh well it's the the wife's responsibility to take mm-hmm. care of the home and to be the educator and there are christians that have that conviction right. and they lead from the front with that there are whole churches mm-hmm. that have that dynamic and they live and die on that principle then we have a dynamic of finances you know right. pr- uh, private education is not cheap um, so when we look at public school, that is relatively cheap comparatively, mm-hmm. uh, but private education can be very, it can be a college tuition mm-hmm. while they're in grade school. Yeah, you scary. add that up, yep. that, that can be yep. a lot. We have work schedules, mm-hmm. right? To think yep. about there's the dynamic of the parent-child relationships. You know, some parents, you know, moms are like, I can't, you know, instruct my kids there. They're not <laughs> listening, but that could be a whole nother set of problems or there could be actual physical disabilities that are at play that are bringing a difficulty into the home where there needs to be some assistance um, in that dynamic. So, so much to think about uh, when we're considering education. So let's talk about this, the danger of extremes and Mm. absolutes. Mm. Because we've talked about this before, uh, whether it's been here on the thinking tree, you you mentioned on Unshakable, we've talked about way back when in the underground. Um, Look at YouTube if you want to see old, old episodes of that. Yep. Danger of extremes. So the extremes and absolutes, what are some dangers that you guys have seen in making those absolute statements? You must, because Tanya, I saw you shaking your head when I was mm-hmm. talking about the churches <laughs> that have made mm-hmm. that a conviction mm-hmm. uh, or a preference, really. Uh, what are the dangers in making things a, an extreme or an absolute when it comes to, to schooling options for your kids? Okay. Well, our background is, um, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit unique, but we've literally done everything. We have. We've done private, we've done homeschooling, and we've done Christian schools. Um, and it was... Um, In public. We've done public Yeah, as well. and we did public. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. yeah, we did 
big chunk of time in public. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's a lot of factors to take into consideration. Um, obviously, we need to get our children educated. Um, <clears throat> I think that um, w each time we were in a different setting, w problems popped up. And we reacted to those problems and said, okay, we're going to change the course for this reason or that reason. So we're not of the mindset that one solution is all for everyone. I think that's a wrong mindset completely because we are so uniquely different. Um, God has placed children in your home under your parental leadership for a reason. And it is your decision of what to do for your child. And nobody can tell you that what you're deciding when you're coming to it under prayer and wise counsel and leaning into what the Lord's putting on your heart that somebody can say what you're doing is wrong. Um, so I, 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 I just bristle under that. So we at one point um, put Chandler into a homeschool setting and I had never done homeschool before. I was very intimidated as a parent going into that. And so I found a umbrella uh, organization that I was going to participate in. And so I'm sitting at the first parent meeting mm -hmm. and they are just, you know, everybody who doesn't have their kids in homeschool is just the worst parents in the world. And I was just like, oh my word. It felt like a what cult. Am I? It felt yeah. very much like a cult. Yeah. And I bristled under that and immediately thought, okay, I've got to have my guard up here. I've got to make sure my kid's hearing truth and I've got to, I've really got to fight hard here. Um, and uh, I did. And so we didn't stay in that very long. Um, but part of it was because while I was homeschooling, I found that she had some learning disabilities. I felt ill-equipped as a parent to accomplish much with those. And so we sought out a... Um, school setting and it would end up being public school because they offered help for the learning disabilities um, that I thought was going to be good. But each year, every year, every teacher, every setting was a challenge to evaluate, is this the right thing for my child? Mm. Um, so we were moving and shifting. So we didn't have the experience where it's like I went all years in this particular school. Um, and we ended up doing... Um, uh, public school for the most part, other than a little bit of homeschooling, but we did public for elementary and we tried to do private for high school. Um, and talking to both of my kids, they both have issues with everything that we decided upon <laughs> as they were growing up. That's true. But yeah. they, but they're, they, overall, I think, overall they yeah. would say they saw why we did yep. what we did and it made some sense to them. But yep. it, it's costly. It's costly to leave a school, whether that be a, a public school or not. It's, it, they, you, the child loses relationships and um, you're, you change a curriculum. And so the shifts around can be hard. Um, but I think as a parent, you have to look at your child. You have to discuss what are our end goals here? Um, what are we trying to achieve? Um, I know that some parents have put their kids in a particular school because they're thinking about college. I know that some have put them in because they want this particular sports program or this particular mm -hmm. coach because that one's going to get them a scholarship for college. Um, or some of them are like, you know, I just want my child to, you know, meet godly Christian friends. So I'm just going to put them in the Christian school. Um, I can say that there is no Christian school that's perfect. Mm -hmm. There is no 
homeschool program that is perfect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's no public school that is of the devil completely. There's good things <laughs> in the public school system. Yeah. Good and teachers. There's and good teachers, teachers and yeah. there's some great people. There's some problems in all of them. So there is nothing that's perfect. It's really what the Lord places on your heart as parents for your particular child and be willing to hold on to that loosely. If the Lord redirects you mid-year, you move. We, we ended up pulling Chandler out in the middle of first grade. I couldn't figure out what the problem was. We knew there were problems. Um, I, I was in the classroom. I was observing. I was talking to the teachers. I was helping grade papers. I was trying to do everything I could to try to figure out what is the disconnect problem here for her, and I couldn't figure it out. So I said, okay, we're pulling you out. We pulled her out and right before Valentine's Day in mm. the middle of the semester, just like this isn't, there's something wrong here. Never did really figure out exactly what it was or why God told us to do that, but he did. Um, and so we, we went with that. The school was like, you're doing what? I'm like, I, 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 there's a problem and I've got to try to solve it. It's on me to do that. So we don't relinquish our hands and say, all education is on other people's hands, mm. that whatever they want to teach our child is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, look at curriculum ask questions. You want to look at that reading list that they give your child and say, why are they reading these books? If I don't like that, I'm going to pull it or I'm going to go in there and say, can I have my child read another alternative? I mean, you got to be active and involved in paying attention and asking questions, but there is no one right answer for everybody. And I, and I think too, part of it is that a lot of, for some reason, and I I shouldn't say for some reason, I kind of know what reason, but (laughs) homeschooling has a bad rap. I mean, even now I talk to people who were homeschoolers and they almost like apologize for the fact, like, oh, I went to homeschool. Homeschooling is great. I mean, it is fantastic. It's hard on the parent. It's not easy in every way, but there are so many great things. I mean, if you are a homeschooler that you're listening to this and you grew up, thank your parents for doing that because that was just, <laughs> it was hard. It's a sacrifice for parents to put to put that much effort into raising their kids. But boy, there's some great fruit for this born from that. And so if you see the potential problems of like, oh, they're a little too sheltered or they're not well-rounded, then do something about that. Mm-hmm. Keep there's put options. them in a situation where they're not so sheltered. Yeah, there's um, options. But you can, you can solve those problems, but don't just write something off because you think a bad thing about it. Yeah. I'm sorry, a little bit about it. That's good. Box. No, it's good. I mean, even Adam, the way you framed the, <laughs> framed the question, the answer was built in when you said there's this and there's this and there's, it's because it's because every situation is so unique. Mm -hmm. And even in our family, our two kids are unique Mm -hmm. and one needed this and the other needed that. And so you can't even say, well, all my kids are going to do the same thing. You do have to know your child. You have to know your school district. You have to know your teachers. Mm -hmm. You have to, you have to factor all of that in and you do have to adjust when necessary but it takes involvement. And and I would say, listen, even between when our kids were in grade school and now it's changed a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot more indoctrination mm-hmm. happening in public schools of progressive ideas, anti-biblical ideas. So it's actually harder on parents now than I think it was when we were uh, parents of young ones. So you've got to be even more aware right now because the the evil is growing. Have mm-hmm. we have we talked about this, right? Um, so, so I think even now the choices are becoming more stark in terms of public versus homeschool, private and, and the, and the cost of, we put our, we put our kids in private high school, but it wasn't as expensive as it is now. Yeah. And we also went outside of this Valley to do that. Yeah. Um, so we, we chose the option that fit our family. Yeah. And, and, and all we, all we thought with the private Christian school was not that it was going to be perfect, but we were upping our odds. 
We were making the odds stronger that they were going to be taught by people that love God and they all didn't. Trust me, we found that out too. Yeah, not all of them. But yeah. they had some great teachers that loved the Lord and taught them very, very well. Uh, and not all their friends were saved and not all the friends in, in school were a good influence, but some were. Yeah. So you're, you're, by, by choosing the Christian alternative, we were just trying to increase our odds that, they, that those outside influences were going to be more positive than in a public school. Because remember, we put Chandler in, can I say Valencia High? Yeah. <laughs> For like, I don't know. A hot second. A <laughs> hot second. And let me tell you, it was really quick as, yeah. as dad went to pick her up one day and said, nope, yeah. nope, uh, yep. my little ninth grade girl, nope, not putting her <laughs> Valencia High. I looked at those boys growing facial hair and oh, staring no. at her. Oh, sad. And I, I literally, I was like, nope. She wasn't ready for it. She yeah. wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And those boys, no. And you weren't ready for it. Dad was not ready for it. I said, nope. Right. <laughs> it was, that was not going to go well. So yeah, so, but that's just being, that's just being an active parent yeah. and, and knowing your child and knowing the situation and yeah, okay, going on, sorry. <laughs> No, I love it. I, well, I feel compelled to tell my background now because Tanya went into her bowl. So I, I was homeschooled, kindergarten through 12th grade. Right. Um, I took a few college classes here and there, all that jazz. Um, my mother let me know it was God's will for her grandchildren to be homeschooled. Oh That's my. where we were. And we put our daughter in public school for kindergarten and first grade. Yeah. Uh, and then the pandemic. Mm. So we are pandemic homeschoolers. We start homeschooling. Right. Although we, we use a charter school. Um, so it's a publicly funded school. They have a resource center where the children go one day a week into classes. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time they're here with me. Uh, but I have also been told by actual homeschoolers that we're not technically homeschoolers because you do get a Go- hmm. budget and it's government funded. Um, so there's all kinds of fun infighting and all of that kind of stuff that happens there. But for me, I, because I was homeschooled too, like I, I have a different opinion to you. I don't think homeschooling is hard. There's so hmm. many resources and you honestly, you just learn. I don't yeah. remember exactly, um, you know, l- fractions. I just had to relearn it so that I right. could teach, so that I could teach my daughter. You just relearn, and there's so much. There's YouTube, and there's so much different stuff. You just relearn with your kids. I'm memorizing the 50 state capitals again. I, right. I, I did a long time ago. I didn't remember them a month ago, but now right. I know them all Good. because I had to, because I had to we teach them. We should do them. a pop quiz. No, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of parents I'm gonna don't start feel singing. equipped. I'm going to so start singing. Good. I know. Do. I know. No. 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 Um, so I think that uh, for, but, but I am an odd duck, that betray, the traitor, you say you feel like a traitor? Um, because within the homeschool community that I've come from and a little bit that I'm a part of, there is this talk of how homeschooling is a calling. And Adam and I have hmm. um, specific thoughts on biblically, what is a calling? Yeah. Um, that's not it. Biblically, we're called as saints. And, yeah, that and word's overused. You know overused. what I mean? It is overused. Yeah. And so when people yeah. say, well, it's your content, and I, I have to correct people all the time. I'm like, no, this is what we think is best, best at, for this, our kids. at this right. time. Yeah, and right. it was something that we were even considering before the pandemic kind of forced it. And the reason that we were considering it, though, came down to this question, um, which I think is the crux for all parents to, to sit on. Can you disciple your children well? Mm. Can you fulfill your biblical imperatives with the school choice. Hmm. Can Good. you still disciple if you're if your kids are in public school and you still have and they're so they're gone from you all day and they're the influences might not be believers. Right. Oh, there's a lot of believers especially in our valleys who teach school. Just mm-hmm. want to say that. Um that do you have enough time to disciple them? 
Mm. Or are you running from school, running to soccer, running to, and never mm-hmm. getting that? Then mm-hmm. I, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's where you answer the question. Can I biblically fulfill my commands as a parent, which we'll get to, I'm sure, um, with this kind of, uh, with this situation? Mm. And even the fact that, that we can have the conversation and talk about choice, um, I'm going to use a woke word. Okay. It's privilege. Mm. I mean, Adam and I get to see families all over the world and believing families where the parents don't have an education and we're getting an education period, regardless of where Mm. it comes from, makes or breaks the future of the child. That's the difference between getting out of the cycle of poverty or staying in it for another generation. Mm. And so somehow to have this imperative that we're all to school a specific way, if if you're gonna make a claim like that, it should work for all Christians, Mm. all time, All, all countries, all socioeconomic status. Mm. And the reality is it is a priv- education itself is a privilege and having the choice to choose is a privilege. True. It's a privilege we should be thankful for and we should utilize, but to be, to be careful. There are a lot of voices um, and uh, <laughs> shameless plug for Unshakable. If you didn't watch the Post Mill series, um. you should go back because the loudest voices that are saying, it is untenable for believers to put their children in public school or do anything but homeschool are post-millennial. Right. That's the voices. That's what they're saying. And I always come back to what does scripture actually say? Does scripture say that? Mm. It doesn't say that. (laughs) So be careful saying something that scripture doesn't actually say. And in that, like you're saying vilifying, you're slandering. Mm -hmm. Then every believer Mm -hmm. who puts their kid in public school should be under church discipline. And every teacher, who every Christian who teaches in public school, why are they doing, you know what I mean? Like right, there's right, so much slander right. and vilification. If you decide that that's what you're gonna do, like Tanya said, do it well, be involved, be at the on the PTA and yep. look at the reading list and disciple your kids yep. and do that. Um, and Tim Challies is a great resource if people are looking he at is. that because he, and he's in Canada. Yep. Yep. A, which I think is a little bit worse than us, right? They're like, right. and they and they have public schooled their kids, and they interview their kids when they graduate, and they, there's ways to do it well. But that's right. where it comes down to: what does God's word actually say about how you're to instruct your children? Are mm. you doing that? If yeah. you can't do that, then you need to make an adjustment. Yeah. But if you're doing that, be at peace before the Lord. Right. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Some impassioned thoughts from all of you <laughs> here on this one. You can tell, this you, is a, you said earlier, it's a hot button. We're touching a nerve here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think of a couple principles that are, that are helpful for parents. In Colossians 3.21, it's a command for fathers, but I do think it applies to, to both sets of parents, but there's a particular nature for fathers in leading the home to not exasperate or, or weary their children. And it's right. given in a kind of general context of some specific family members and then, you know, uh, master slave relationship or, yeah. you know, worker boss kind of thing. Um, but the, the importance of, of that passage as we're talking about parenting is we want to, and you're touching on this, Tanya, when we're ministering to our children in the choice, we're focused on helping our children to be in the best position, period. And that position really is a position to first, learn about God, a position to learn about life skills, a position to have the opportunity to be challenged to grow. We want them to be in the best position, period. So we're going to be making a choice to position them well. And we'll, you know, there will be a season when we talk about um, the teenage years you know, and why even there was a transition that you guys yeah, made. And I right. think that's a great conversation right. 
but for later. Right, got, right, gotcha. <laughs> that one of the teenage years. Yep. But for now, as we're looking at the grade school years, we do want to put our kids in a position where they're not exasperating them. So like, you know, so some parents are going to have an easier time doing homeschool. Like Jesse's saying, it's easier for her. Tanya's saying it was hard and, and that dynamic is hard. So you're going to have different dynamics. Mm. So we don't want to exasperate our children. If we're losing patience and we're struggling in doing, in doing that, feeling equipped and prepared, then it is going to be a better choice to put them in an institution that can help there. And if we're working and we're saying, no, I can do this and great, amen, it's not exasperating the child. The reason I bring that up is because we want to make sure that we're not making things excessively difficult mm -hmm. for our children. That really is the principle. You know, we think we, we talk about boys a lot here <laughs> because our son, is, he is a boy's boy. Mm. Every if, if it's dealing with a fire truck, he's on it. If it's a dinosaur, he's got it. I mean, any right. superhero, that's what he wants. There's not an ounce of, aside from his long hair that he had for years, there's not an ounce of, of, of girliness. Well, and he's a cuddler still. He's Aww. a cuddler. But I mean, that also goes, you know, like we didn't teach him to be a boy. God has made him mm. a boy. We praise God for that. Um, but with that, attention span, mm -hmm. none. Mm -hmm. Now, what would he be classified? ADHD, you know, you name it, whatever it is. But he's a boy. Boys are active. Mm -hmm. I think all boys I've ever seen in any country are active. They want to be out kicking a soccer ball or football, as they call it, not American football. Mm -hmm. They want to be playing a sport. <laughs> they want to be doing things. So I, I do think that there's a nature of ministering to your child with wh where their ability is. And some boys are going to be more active than others, too. Some are going to be very active, really struggling with attention, mm -hmm. you know, paying attention, sitting down in the classroom. And, yeah, they might need some extra care in that, you know, to right. help them succeed. But we don't want to be, make things excessively difficult for them. Life is hard. There are going to be difficulties in, in going through school. We don't want to be excessively hard on them, but we also, we're talking about being soft. We don't want to make life easy. Right. That's Correct. not our job as parents either. Correct. So we're trying to balance the not being excessively difficult, but we know that we need to raise them up in the right way. Right. Set their direction, set the course, uh, we know that discipline is needed. That's a good thing. The Lord disciplines those whom he loves. We know that we, we had that episode on discipline even. Go back and listen to it from last season. Uh, children need discipline. That's a good thing. Um, so we want to balance that as we're making the school choice too. So as we're looking at finances, we're looking at schedules, looking at parent abilities, we're also thinking about the child, like what is good for them? Right. What is going to help? And you guys have all kind of touched on it. What is going to help them uh, to be in a good position to learn and then to take on that parental responsibility of raising up the child to to know God. Mm. We can't force faith, but we can encourage it. At yeah. every step of the way, we can encourage it, bring God to bear. So if we got kids in public school, we should be doing that. Right. If we got kids in private, I mean, Christian education, you know, I, I was talking to, um, I don't remember who it was, it was a young person. We were talking about the nature of even when you're at a Christian college, you still need instruction to follow Christ. Yep. Mm -hmm. You can be in every Bible class. You yeah. can be in every self-counseling class. You still need that godly instruction. It could come from a parent. It could come from another member of the church, but you need that godly instruction. So just being in the environment mm -hmm. doesn't equal godliness and righteousness. Right. Right. So they still need it. So as parents, we're still doing that for our kids. Whether right. they're in the homeschool, they're the public school, the private Christian school, we're having that responsibility. Jeff, you touched on that, of making sure we're responsible for giving that biblical, biblical education yeah. to our children and, we're, and working to, to glorify God in that. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure Tanny mentioned it, but we put our kids in public school in their earliest years. 
for the part, partly for that reason, we knew a they were getting biblical instruction in the home. Plus, they were involved in church. Right. That was a given. Right. But we felt like the public school was also going to challenge them. They're going to go out there and they're going to get bumped around by things. And we had to have our eyes on things. And we had some good teachers and some bad teachers. But we felt that that was good for our kids early on. We weren't going to yeah. just send them straight into homeschool. We're like, yeah. ah, we're going to let that rope out a little bit. Like, yeah. and they're going to bump into things. And they did, but but they survived. And there's, yeah. for us, we felt like the the temptations they were going to face in the grade school years were going to be less than they were later on. You get right. to middle school right. and high school and boy, boy, the, the temptations are much more severe. So we felt like if we were going to do the public school years, it made sense to do it then. But it's because we still were taking responsibility for their biblical instruction right. in the home and at church. Yeah, some. I mean, when Eden was in public school, some of the best shepherding we've ever done. Yeah, because for once she was out from under our authority. Right, and she was being mom, tested. Right, right. Yeah. They mom and dad weren't watching to make sure she had the correct behavior, right. and it was so. It was. It was so good. It was such a rich time too. Mm, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, and we actually found, or I actually found that. Um, it's easier to teach your children about evil and wrongs and sin under in a public school setting because you have unsaved teachers mm-hmm. versus you're in a Christian school and right. this teacher sins against your child. And now it's like, wait a minute. Now we've got to explain a whole different we, thing. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. now it's like, wait a minute, but this is a Christian school. And so it, so the public, can, there's a more of a light and darkness contrast, but so much easier sometimes to shepherd through yeah. that mm-hmm. than we're light and light and there's a rub here. So what's going, you know, yeah. so it's just, it's harder. Yeah. So I think the public school does have some... Um, greater growth opportunities sometimes. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. That we're not sitting here saying only Christian education. Right. Mm-hmm. Only homeschool. We're saying, isn't it a grace that through public school, kids can learn mm-hmm. and grow and we have opportunities to shepherd them and to teach them yeah. discernment. And I think there there's a lot of wisdom in not just curating the perfect life. Yep. Yes. Um, because we can't. And you mentioned control, you know, a couple episodes ago, Tan. Um, yeah, we love to control. Mm-hmm. We love to control the environment that our kids are in, the the messages and the lessons that they're learning. We love to to have that direction set by our voice only. But actually some of the greatest growth opportunities come when they hear those other voices. Mm-hmm. And then we're saying, hey, is that true? What, what did they say? You know, what did you take away from it? Well, how do we know it's true? How do we know truth? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we right. have a great opportunity then to instruct our children in that. You know, I think of that passage uh, in Third John, so John's third epistle, very short. Mm. Uh, you don't even need a number by chapter. It's all just by <laughs> verse there because it's, it's just one, one, one uh, uh, chapter of thought. Yeah. He says in verse four, he says, I have no greater joy than this to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Mm. And yes, he's writing to the church. That That is first and primary in the application. But we think about it as parents. We think about children, that kind of relationship that John had with the church. He was the the grandfather. He always said little children. Yeah. And he had that very fatherly, paternal care over the church at Ephesus and several churches in, yeah. in, in the area. His, his joy was finding that the children, these young people were walking in truth. As parents, 
what greater joy could we have That's right? Right. That's right. than that our kids would be walking in truth? Mm-hmm. We can't force it though, right. Right. but at every turn, that's what we should be encouraging right. with our children. Uh, so, I mean, really, Christian parents need to support one another in the choices that are made towards righteousness. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if a parent makes a choice in righteousness, we're going to send our kid to, to public school. I mean, we did earlier for the same reasons yeah. that you guys gave. We were like, hey, this is going to be a great opportunity. Yep. It's a safer environment than going to those middle school and high yeah. school years, and we can help bring those things about. And as Jesse mentioned, gave testimony, they brought wonderful shepherding moments there during those years. The, the COVID pandemic changed it, and so we've had to adjust, but that was our same heart um, mm. on those those early years. But we had people who harshly disagreed. Um, wow. We had friends who harshly disagreed, like, mm. you don't love your kids oh. if you're not doing homeschool. Yeah. You don't love your mm. kids if you're not doing private Christian education. Don't do that. And even yeah. to this day, I've, I've heard, you know, very impassioned pleas from people that move to states like Idaho. And I'm not vilifying people who move to Idaho, by the way, but there are some groups, (laughs) Christian groups in Idaho that are very, maybe that's an unshakable episode. Uh, Christian Christian nationalism. Exactly. But they're they're pursuing this form of righteousness, but it has no heart of obedience and worship. And and Paul talks about that. (laughs) You know, form of righteousness is followed by rules and not followed... Uh, following Christ and following grace, forgiveness, repentance, and the elements of genuine faith. Mm. And all that, just rulemaking, that doesn't produce righteousness right. for our kids. And how, how often do we see that? We make the rules for our kids. They, they follow the letter of the law. They don't follow the heart. Right, right. Right, at the yeah. end of the day. So we don't want to make a letter of the law rule that they have to do this schooling and that's the only way. Right. It's like, what's the heart? Well, the heart is parents need to instruct their kids. And right. every single one of you, uh, highlighted that, gave examples of that, uh, gave uh, wisdom of how to how to pursue that. And so I would say to parents listening to this, if you have not made the choice yet or you're in that season of making the choice, go and talk to someone, another Christian parent, go and talk, especially if you're in our church, come and talk to Jeff and Tanya, come and talk to my wife. You're free to talk to me. You might be scared of talking to me. Uh, but come and talk to somebody who's had to make <laughs> who's had to make the decision, and and tr- see to reason your thinking out in that conversation. How are you thinking? What are you prioritizing? How are you organizing your time, your attention, your talents, your finances, all of that, uh, and work it out with with faithful brothers and sisters. That will be a blessing to you, rather than just being an island and making the decision on your own and thinking that there's you're the only one walking through it. There's a lot of people that have had to walk through this and you can learn something uh, and even be challenged in, in a good way thinking about this. Any other thoughts you guys want to add before we wrap up? If there's anybody at Oak Hill that wants to start a school, come see me. <laughs> <laughs> because we're in this place where our church, we have so many. A co-op of some a kind. A co-op yeah. would be yeah. fantastic. Homeschool co-op, so. yeah. A yeah. lot of work, yeah. a lot of work, and it, the Lord has to put that on your heart. But if somebody's willing to do it, come that, see me. That may be the way, the future for churches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, internationally, it is. That's a whole nother, whole it, nother episode, but it we is. Talk about it. But I mean, the beauty. I, I will just finish with saying this: Christian education is a huge blessing. Yeah, mm-hmm. a huge it blessing. But it is not a mandate mm-hmm. from the Word right. of God. Amen. And it is not a supplement for the Word of God. What Amen. Is the the mandate, love God, love others. I'm right. going to give the first and greatest and for, commandment and, and the parents. second wow. is like and for it. for parents to instruct. Yeah. Yeah. Follow that up. Deuteronomy 6, Deuteronomy 11. Yeah. Yep. Right. Ephesians Amen. Ephesians 6. Yep. Ephesians 6. All right. We're going to keep listing them. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. We'll stop there. Well, it's been a great discussion. There's so much more that can be talked about. So friends, uh, we pray this has 
helped you to renew your minds, to reform your hearts. You got more questions, come talk to one of your elders or a woman, uh, woman's council member to, to discuss these things. God willing, we'll see you next time on The Thinking Tree.